showing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. All right. Wow. Good morning. It is time for the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old pin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 live, or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorszone.com as one of your podcasts on all podcast platforms that we've discovered. Um, Even Spotify. Yes, we're on Spotify with Joe Rogan and all the craziness that's going on there you can find the outdoor zone my name is tj graney in the bunkhouse with me is cody ryan yeah that's me that's me and that guy who did our song isn't that neil young that did that song oh man it's so it's superior to neil young that's uh, <laughs> if if so we couldn't listen to it i guess it like the theme song wouldn't play during the intro hey uh also beefsteak oh yeah hey we can see your face Oh, uh, is that good or bad or yeah, what? That's uh, good. That's Cody, good. come on! Road, oh, Cody's got a big... road rash. Is the ranch hand that gets here early, gets the gate open, makes sure the old potbelly stove gets fired up on these thirty degree days, and uh, and uh, puts foil on the old wire coat hanger out there to make sure you, the regulators, get to hear the show. And uh, we're excited to be here. Hey, let me give you guys a weather report around the country. Smithville, Texas right now. We got 34 and clear. High today is going to be 70. Uh, in Estes Park, my favorite place to report on the weather is only 29 today. Low is going to be 22. High is going to be 45. Lynchburg, Virginia is 20. Cloudy with 16 today. 38 going to be the high there. So the weather around the country is... Looking good. Carson City, Nevada. Mostly clear at 16 degrees. Got a 100% chance of rain tomorrow at my house and a high of 60. So, really? That's interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that. Have you got the. uh, Hey, for the next few days, you got. TJ, you got the tide tide reports too? Maybe we could go through those while we're. Uh, Tide reports. Yes, sir. (laughs) Coming right up. Oh, gosh. Please, dear I'll God. I've already tuned out four minutes into the show. I got to get I gotta get my head back in this game after last week's, uh, uh, you know, cloudy brain, sick sick brain, cloudy brain that I had. Uh, what's, 
what COVID brain or whatever they call it that I had last week, I'm starting to get back in and my brain's coming back. Uh, some of the things, you know, that I noticed things like how to find, get, find your way home. And <laughs> well, some of the things that I know when it starts working back is that I can become interested again in certain things like the, uh, story I saw on the news, speaking of weather that, um, iguanas, there's an, an alert in Florida about iguanas. Did you see this? Yeah. Where they're, <laughs> I saw they're, something about it. They're I shooting them like feral hogs to, now. Yeah, no, no, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do oh, with the weather. Darn it. Darn it has it. I to do with to the weather. Them. It's cold. It's cold. And they're saying that they're going to, they're going to start falling out of trees <laughs> where they nest and they're not dead. So don't, you know, don't throw them away or bury them or whatever, because they're not dead. It's just, they've got a big freeze that's coming in. And I guess when the super extreme cold weather, these, uh, reptiles, these iguanas fall out of the trees and just will kind of lay there, I guess, because they, you know, don't have the grip anymore to hold on to the, to the tree that they're in. That's hilarious. I thought it was awesome. So there's an alert on a, a Florida <laughs> news channel. I saw, I thought, now, falling iguanas, frozen falling iguanas, do not touch them. Leave them Florida, Florida alone. has so much, uh, so many invasive species that they have to deal with. I know everybody does, but they get a lot of press on theirs, like invasive, you know, the iguanas and the, and the boa constrictors. And pythons. Pythons, yeah. Just, I mean, just... And, and I don't want to say cool stuff, but I mean, come on, if you're going to have an invasive species, it, it beats being a, like a carp or something. Uh, did yeah, I tell I you that? Did I tell you that? That uh, So we out here in the country, and this is common in country living, is when you got an old back dirt road near your place, stuff gets dumped out on the old back road. And so over the last couple of months living out here in the country, not necessarily. Well, in some places. Okay. 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 And it's um, not, it some is places, not okay. To we've do had, that, by the way, we've had, um, a lot of deer carcass, uh, skinned out deer. And of course I work very closely with the game wardens here in my community. <laughs> yeah, you and, have uh, one. He likes to throw about that like out there, doesn't two, he, all the time. Two weeks ago. I mean, come on, man. I'm, I'm, uh, if you could just be like a game warden because you're friends with him, his neighbor at a certain level skinned and that cleared a deer out where I, my job. Um, so yeah, but last Last week, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, but I'm pretty sure it was last week. It saw something out, dumped out on the road again. Went down there like, what the heck? Uh, and it was two giant carp carcasses and a couple of uh, alligator gar. So <laughs> I don't know if they got them in a local pond or if they got them from a river. No, they were or... both fishing at the river. They were bow fishing. At the I river didn't see and just, in the in the alligator gar. I did not see a bow fishing mark, like a hole. Nah, he so, was. That's that's the might have been, might have been. But I'm, it it's so so. Yesterday, I'm working out on the back part of the property, and I'm 
planting some fruit trees and pretty pretty much doing what farmers do, you know, working the dirt <laughs> and everything. And I saw an old pickup truck drive down, turn down our road, had a big old pile of brush in the back of it, starts driving down the road and then backs into the woods. And I went, oh, ho, ho, you are so busted. I'm busting you. I jump on my four-wheeler and slam the gate open, go flying down there, turn my phone on video, fly down there, turn in right where I want to get a video of you and put you on the YouTube, yes. Mr. <laughs> Karen. Mr. Karen. And I pull in there, and it's my neighbor, the guy who owns the 40 acres. He's just throwing some brush off into the back of his place. Oh, you were so busting him, weren't you? It's like, oh, I said, dude, I thought I caught the... <laughs> the you know people throwing out trash on our back road here can you it's, see tj probably had his selfie stick out with uh with his phone on the end as he's, he's driving probably his neighbor there. the whole time and his dog like your dog ran over there and like drugged the deer carcass closer to your place as he was chewing on your it's neighbor's funny how, deer carcass it's funny how those puppies that he has over at his place look like my dog those new puppies. <laughs> uh -oh. Man, when you move yeah. into a neighborhood, TJ, you move in, don't you? When your neighbor you like when your neighbor the DNA. <laughs> when your dog runs off, it's running over to your neighbor's house because he has tasty treats like alligator gar, carp, and deer carcasses. Yeah, that are half gross. Perfect no, for a dog. My dog doesn't. Oh, Hinge, he don't do nothing. Oh, of that. he's perfect. Me? He's perfect. That's right. right. He's just scouting the perimeter. He mm. didn't go outside the perimeter. Yeah. He knows better. Anyway, weather's going to be beautiful again today. Take advantage of it. A little bit chilly this morning, but this afternoon, going to be a great time. Good time to get fruit trees in the ground if you're planting or doing anything like that. Um, if, if you're getting ready to go fishing, getting ready for your spring fishing which we'll hear plenty of from cody here coming up you want to make sure you're getting your fishing gear and, and get that boat maintenance done get that oil change get all that stuff done pull that pull that boat let those tires roll they're probably flat on the bottom from sitting there all winter well you, I know, you know beefsteaks are because <laughs> you know he bought that boat and i told him not to because uh, he wouldn't use it enough but oh you know he's been using it you know, once or twice a year. I'll tell you where else I go once or twice a year is McBride's guns. You know, with the way their society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. Ones we support, McBride's guns. The family-owned and operated full firearm dealer, whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, our friends at McBride's can help. You know, they got a full... Uh, full-service gunsmith right there that can maintain and take care of your firearms. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns, yeah, they're our hometown gun shop. All right, coming up next, we're going to get Cody to talk to us a little bit about the professional fishing circuit, what's going on out there. I was passing through his place yesterday and of course every tv channel every station was every every viewable screen in the place was on fishing live fishing it's what happened fishing it's that time of year fishing channels old Let's fishing go. shows 
So we'll get some information on live uh, live at report on the bass fishing going what's going on around there. Maybe we'll hit on that new speckled trout regulation that's just boop 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 here in uh, along the Texas coast. It's the outdoor zone. We are in the bunkhouse today. Glad to be here with you, the regulators. We'll take a break. Come right back. It's the outdoor zone. Theoutdoorzone.com. I guess things are different now. Times have changed. A girl is nice to have with you when you're riding on the range. Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Don't forget to follow us there and share this podcast with all your friends. Hey, get a fast start without a, the fast talk at Nile Maxwell Supercenter during our Start Something New sales event. Uh, don't be fooled by some dealership advertisements that show you a lower price. Then put super surprise aftermarket items on their cars to increase the price of the vehicle. Those are called addendums or dealer add-ons. Aftermarket options are available to you and will never be added prior to the purchase of your vehicle without the aforementioned consent. Truckloads of 2022s are showing up every day, and you can shop our entire lineup of brand new, just off the transport 2022 Rams, Jeeps, Chryslers, and Dodge with all the options at dialmaxwellsupercenter.com. But the best way to see the new inventory before they're gone is right here at 620 and 183 in Northwest Austin. Ram is the number one brand in America. You have now Maxwell's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us the deal and we'll beat it during our Start Something New sales event. 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime at NileMaxwellSuperCenter.com. Major League Fishing's FLW Tour, <laughs> the Pro Tour, started off yesterday or, or two days ago, I guess, uh, at Lake Sam Rayburn. And... Uh, the first day they had, they fished day two, got canceled due to wind. And then they fished yesterday, uh, leaving the top 10 to fish today to figure out who wins the first tour event of the year. Interesting thing. They, uh, canceled the day two because of the wind and, um, and Lake Sam Rayburn can be treacherous with that wind, but, uh, they're doing a new thing for the tour this year that I thought is kind of interesting is, uh, they're, they are, uh, the final day of the tour event, all the weights for the top 10 that make it to the final day, uh, get cleared. And it's, they all start at zero for the final day. I like to the final day. It's, it's kind of a neat strategy. Uh, the downside is if you have, you know, a good substantial lead that you built up over the course of the three previous days, what's it matter at that point? It matters none. And so I don't know, there's kind of two sides to that whole thing. Your weight zero on the final day or, you know, or carrying your weight over and it's a, 
bookended deal where you have, you know, this giant league going into the final day. This yeah. Big cushion. So. I, be, I, I can see where that you work really hard. You, you knew where your fish were. You used them. The weather changes. Things, you know, go differently. But you knew where to start. And you you were the right one in the right place to get things started. So, yeah, that, that can kind of go either direction. And, yeah. Because uh, how many times have we seen guys come in, big bag first day, next day, nothing or not as big a bag and some guy comes from the back and uh i remember clark did that one year he's like way way behind and then he comes in and over the next two days he just slams it and uh, all of a sudden you know he's up there in the top three or something yeah it's it's a big you know thing swing that like, direction but but i do think they like that's it why they are they well, complaining I mean, about it the anglers saying anything about it no i don't think necessarily i'm sure there was a vote or some sort of <clears throat> angler consensus that they took when they came before they decided to do this change i would i, I would almost be assured that's the way it went down otherwise why would it happen that way but just kind of an interesting twist to say throw in the you know as mlf now owns flw and they kind of merge together and and become one whatever that looks like uh, here in the near future. It's just kind of interesting how some of these different rules and different changes have come about uh, that are just interesting. Like I would have never in my wildest dreams thought about changing that rule or making that an option. I mean, it just wouldn't cross my mind. So, um, it, but I guess that's what they're doing this year. So Kind of an interesting change there, and it'll be interesting to watch today to see how the guys that were leading, you know, maybe the top three guys uh, in the tournament, in the event, going into the final day, where they end up on the on the final day where weights Golly. are zero. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Does somebody take does, does the guy that was in ninth place take a huge gamble and then catch a big bag and wins the tournament? You know, wow. because he just has nothing. He has no other fish left or he has, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen on this on this final day. It'll be interesting to see, I think, where, like like I said, those top three guys, where they end up on the final day after weights are zeroed. Are they going to end up in first, second, third because they are around first, second, third uh, place? fish meaning the quality is a little bit better than you know your ninth and tenth place guy on average is that where they're going to end up so i don't know i just think it's kind of an interesting deal and i do want to talk about though i do have some some uh i do have some thoughts on the new texas parks and wildlife regulations for the speckled trout i do want to touch on that as the show goes on so i've got some thoughts there something else i have some thoughts about on auto service everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust but we trust our friends at sun auto service their family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978 they'll take care of your new car warranty needs they hire only ase certified technicians locations 405 west slaughter lane 1300 medical parkway and cedar park 1403 rivery boulevard in georgetown 
And in Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Go see all the deals and specials online, sunautoservice.com. All right, coming up next, hey, on this whole deal, Texas Parks and Wildlife made a big decision decision this week to change the limit on speckled trout along the Texas coast. And this, there's some thoughts and controversy behind it, and we'll touch on that. Here in the flip side, it's the outdoor zone. We are in the bunkhouse. Uh, share us with your friends on all in any and all of the podcast platforms at the outdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators, the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Glad you're here with us. Thank you for tuning in live, and thank you for sharing this podcast with all your friends. Hey, Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill, opens today at 11 for their Sunday brunch. You're going to have some live music over there, as they always do. And, oh, my goodness gracious, you don't want to miss the specials for today. Um, they're open 11 to 9 today. Wednesdays, 11 to 9.30. Friday and Saturday, Saturday they're open till 11. They, uh, they have single-handedly brought back the live music capital of the world to Austin, Texas. And they have the finest in seafood and steaks we were over there last time we were over there we had a steak that was to die for man there's nothing better than a well cooked properly cooked steak all their steaks and all their oysters and fresh seafood is handpicked by um by rick Wahlberg and jim snyder over there you can uh join them at located on highway 71 west at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill there on the left. It's the Shore Raw Barn Grill. Go get all the details, get the directions, and get the daily specials and the live music calendar at ShoreATX.com. ShoreATX.com. Shore Raw Barn Grill. Go get your song. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to touch base on this whole speckled trout thing you know, on the Texas coast. Um I'm a huge fan of going down to the coast, catching a box full of speckled trout, bringing home some fillets and, um, and enjoying them over the next month or two. And over the years, they've gone from 10 trout to five trout to now three in a lot of the Bay areas. And they've got, um, this, this hasn't kicked in yet. I think it kicks in in March, but they voted to do this on a bunch of the Bay areas. And they're saying it's because of the freeze last year. And the reports that I've had, and we'll get Captain Gordon Taylor on the show next week. The reports that we've had is the fishing's been fantastic. It's been superb. I'm no sure problems. it's just in some parts of the lake, uh, the the bay system, the the coastline there that ha- were heaviest hit by the freeze. The you know that the the heavy heavy winter storm that we had last year that killed a ton of bait, and there's no doubt that it did. 
But I also think a lot of times that wildlife is resilient and this is what happens and things like this happen. And as long as we don't do something to affect it, like we don't change the waterways and dig out new uh, waterways and new release points and we let nature handle that part, that uh, things tend to happen and regenerate. And it's almost, I mean, so I've got a few thoughts on this deal. One is that, yes, nature solves its own problems. Like, let's let nature do its thing. And I don't see that the numbers are going to be as effect, affected as a lot of people claim they were after the freeze. Uh, but, you know, I understand concern for it when you live down on the coast and people go down there to go, you know, you hear the argument, people go down to the coast to go grocery shop and they go to fill up their freezers full of fish. And that's where they go. They don't fish their hometown bodies of water. They go to the coast and, you know, everybody takes fish from the coast. So there's that side to it. The other side is it's kind of like when you live in the city, when we lived in the city of Austin and they put water restrictions on you because of a drought, well, and guess then what? Never after, remove them. After the drought's done <clears throat> and the rains come back, do your water restrictions lighten up and you get to water your yard whenever, however much water you want to use, whenever you want to water it? No, it never changes. So it worries me to a degree that we're allowing these limits to be reduced. They say it's only going to last two years, I think, in the article. Right. Uh, it does. But, That's what they're saying. But I, I, I would be surprised if in certain parts of these of this coastline we get a limit that increases again. So I'd just be surprised that we ever get more than three fish in those certain well, areas. Well, in Corpus Christi Bay, the they said the the populations are up nine point three percent, almost ten percent in Corpus Christi Bay. Of course, they're saying it's a deeper bay. That's why, but. Uh, so here's my, here's my concern is one of the things I talk and I travel all over the country talking about this is that if we don't step up as outdoorsmen and use our voice to, um, let, to have an impact on the decisions being made, they're going to be made for us. And it says in the last paragraph of this is what uh, this article, this, this is a news piece that came out by Texas Parks and Wildlife, a press release. It says, although these regulations could have a negative impact on the businesses of fishing guides, marinas, and local coastal economies, the majority of public commentary supported the proposals of more right. than who, of who? more than 1,700 submitted comments. 60% were in favor of the regulations regulation changes and approximately 10% of those who opposed wanted more restrictive measures. None of the speakers at Thursday's commission meeting voiced opposition to the changes. And I'd like to know what is the demographic of those 1700 submitted voices? I'll bet. I believe a lot of it was that public comment. Didn't they open that up to anybody and everybody? That's what I'm saying. Who are those people? Are they just random people? They just happen to, or are they actually people from along the coast that have been out on the water? What does the guides association say now? Shame on us. Shame on us for maybe not 
being a voice. I mean, we lost some of our biggest voices when we lost Mike Leggett, Ray Sasser, the the old, you know, Dallas Morning News uh, outdoor columnist, David Sykes, the Corpus Christi callers columnist, Mike Leggett, the Austin American States. When those guys, uh, Doug Pike in Houston, those guys used to go down there and they'd sit in those commission meetings and they'd make those, you know, they'd hold those commissioners to a standard bit by their by their just being there and saying, hey, wait, 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 no. And they reported on this stuff and we got the backside. We we knew who those 1,700 people were, but it's not. Who's doing that for us now? I think it's like who's voting rights, there? right? People um, know that there's a vote, but they don't get out to do it. And there's a very small, as you said, demographic yeah. that gets charged up about something. And then well, they and only promote it. They only city, promote their side of it. Council member, I tell you, get a city council member to replace. You get one whacked out city council person replacing another one. Oh yeah, the new. Or, you know yeah. that just happened in Austin because people don't get out. They complain about it. They don't get out and do it. Well, and I, I think it's all like you said. It's on us a little bit too to make sure that we tell people about these. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose our voice when it comes to what size bass you can keep, how many you can keep, what, you know, and I know, I, Hey, I'm a huge fan of parks and wildlife. I am a huge fan of Texas parks and wildlife. Um, and you know, I guess sometimes you just have to go by what the, what the numbers are when you, when you put it out there and you ask in a situation like this, if you got all these people saying this and you don't, use the information if you say you're going to use it and then you don't use it then the the commission's going to get slammed pretty hard so i don't know i don't know i i I mean you're going to go all the way down to the coast and book a guide to catch three fish maybe hey tj yesterday um i got a call from my uh, son-in-law Ernest, and he booked a trip for spring break back with uh gordon taylor again because they were so impressed with the like you said the real what they got what they were able i mean it was it was outstanding what he was well, able to put different. them on i know that's, that's the, what i'm worried about here well it depends on now <clears throat> it's only in certain por- portions of the coast where they're affected most there's only stretches certain stretches <clears throat> along the coastal line that that are affected with this three drought trout minimum but it's already been reduced once we went from 10 to 5 and now from 5 to 3 in these certain areas uh so it's just yeah once you start that ball rolling it's it's the snowball effect when does it stop are we not going to be able to keep trout in certain parts of the coastline which they had a big push guides after the freeze and they saw the bait die off and they you know assumed that trout were going to be affected negatively after the that they had a big push. There was local guides associations and things that were saying, let's educate our clients and maybe we don't keep all the trout that we're allowed to keep for a while or any trout. We do catch and release trips for the next year. I know there was a huge push on yeah, that. Yeah, but that went over like a lead. <laughs> well, you have a client come down and give you 500 bucks to go out for the day, and that's what you do for a living. That's how you pay your electric bill, and they want to keep the trout, and it's legal to keep the trout. Are you going to keep the trout? Well, and, and how many how many of the guides now 
are going to be pushed down the coastline to an area where they can keep their clients can keep their five fish because they know their clients are coming to catch some fish to put them in the ice chest. Right. You're just going to move. You're just going to push everybody from another portion. That's right. I don't know. I'm no expert, but I don't know. Something smells fishy and in the coastal and it ain't in certain waters. parts of the coast now <laughs> we're gonna have fishy. to we're gonna have to have captain gordon taylor on next week and talk to him what the what all the guides are saying you know and those poor pelicans they're not gonna have near as many fish to eat off the dock oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah get off to a fast start with the uh with Nile Maxwell GMC, you need to be aware of sticker scam at other dealerships. Don't be fooled by some of the dealership advertisements that show you a lower price. Then put surprise aftermarket items on their cars to increase the price of the vehicle. Those are called addendums or dealer add-ons. Another term you'll see is called market adjustment pricing, which really means more profit for their dealership. Aftermarket options are available to you and will never be added prior to purchase to your vehicle without consent at Nile Maxwell GMC. Go visit our friends and professional-grade experts who will take first-class care of you. They believe the delivery of your vehicle is just the beginning of the relationship, not the end. Nile Maxwell GMC, exit 256 in Round Rock. NileMaxwellGMC.com, see dealer for details. And as always, you'll still have Nile's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their deal. And we'll beat it. We are professional grade. All right. Coming up next, Game Warden Field Notes. There was a three-foot-long creature with scales found during a drug bust here in Texas. And we'll give you the details on that. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse or 24-7, 365 on your favorite podcast platform and at theoutdoorzone.com. records on the wall. Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12-point All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, and uh, you regulators can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Share us with your friends. Uh, now it's time for your game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. I know, I wanna I wanna ask Beefsteak about his uh collecting of deer this year and how many tags he burned up, but um well, one burned through this three-foot-long creature with scales found during a drug bust at Texas Home, cops say. A tip from Crime Stoppers led a Texas sheriff's office to an assortment of drugs and an alligator the length of a toddler in one man's home. The Russ County Sheriff's Office and the Texas Game Warden investigated a home and the Texas game wardens investigated a home on January 21st after receiving a tip about a drug distribution and illegal possession of an alligator. 
search warrant resulted in officers finding a number of controlled substances, including magic mushrooms, PCP, THC, edibles, and vape cartridges, and a pound of marijuana. But officers also found a three-foot-long visitor in the home, a Cayman alligator, according to the Post. They are relocating the slithery animal to a wildlife rescue in Dallas. Officers also found firearms and money in the home. A 44-year-old man was arrested in the home and charged with four controlled substance felony offenses. Russ County is about 140 miles southeast of Dallas. So... Did you see the picture uh, of that scaly animal? I did. And, uh, you know, I I don't know what the deal is with alligators, but drug guys like to collect, uh, keep alligators. I don't know if they think they're going to throw a, hey, you you make, you inform on me and there's going to be your, that's going to be your bloody grave down there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Godfather thing or something, right, from... Uh... From like Miami or I don't know. People catch those things and keep them, and I don't know why that is. Why people keep alligators? It'd be a horrible thing to try and keep. I don't. I don't know where I'd even keep one. Do you remember when the big scare was going around, where all the kids were getting, uh, you know, alligators, baby alligators, and then they were being flushed down the toilet and supposedly get into all of the fresh water. Uh, blah blah blah. Remember that. Oh, man, when I was growing up, everybody flushed everything down the toilet. (laughs) You could buy alligators at the pet store, baby alligators at the pet store. So, uh, Beef, the question is, I I was talking to you during the break, and I asked you how many of your tags you used uh, this year out out of the five available deer tags, three doe, two buck. I used one tag. And I used it on my one buck in my one buck county. What are you doing? And regulating I, your your deer? No, popular? I just never got out. And then I was gonna do, I was gonna shoot a doe or two during black powder, and I couldn't find any percussion caps. You can't find them anywhere. And so I, I waited till the last minute, and I was scrambling around trying to find a way to shoot my black powder. And so then it just got past I know, me. I, I got a call from one of my buddies that said, your dad just called me and asked if I had any black powder <laughs> things. He goes, why would I have any black powder things? I don't, I don't shoot no black powder. It's ain't the 1800s. Maybe he's reenacting. <laughs> Maybe he thought he was a re- reenactor for the Confederate. No, you know, I mean, these, Civil these War. rifles now, they got scopes on them and it's all, it's not like you're not, sh- I wasn't shooting a flintlock. I was shooting in line. A Kentucky long rifle. Very, very interesting. It's a whole different way. But there's a whole season, two weeks out here in in the county where I live, where you can shoot deer uh, doe for two weeks with now not everybody does. I mean, people are still I've still found deer on the (laughs) on the old back road back there that I don't know if so they why, were black powder. Why would they but, shoot them and then not, uh, and then dump it? You mean where they took the meat no, off? No, they, they just throw it? the skin and the skull out and the legs. Oh, they're cleaned. I'll tell you what, they do a good job of cleaning them. But so anyway, so the I, answer to your question, TJ, is I got four out of the five. Um, now I will say I really, 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 as you know, I took 
I took some personal time off, hunting time off. We have to bring that into the schedule next year, you know. But my wife had a difficulty and had to go to the hospital for a little bit. And I'm going to say that I had to take multiple weeks <laughs> off of the hunting season. And I'm not blaming her at all. I'm just saying sometimes life gets in the way. And you just and, got to do what you got to do. And CR, Cody Ryan, uh, took advantage of tags and tag un, unrequired tagged well i axes. had I, I had two whitetail a hog and in an axis over whitetail season this year so i had a good year yeah well you two saw whitetail deer that needed to go uh, georgia georgia hog. grandma is expecting you to ship her some deer meat or something i don't know what she's i noticed on facebook she was saying come on grandson if you love me and you got any extra deer meat so and and also we'll be coming through that area i shot that one buck which you saw i sent a picture of it put it in my office first time i've ever had one professionally done and you saw you You had a full you had a full no i didn't get a full mount. mount you saw the european mount right I showed oh, it to yeah, you in my office. Right. It's Very hanging nice. up in my office, and you're like, "Oh, that could have come from anywhere." That was that was Cody Ryan's answer. Where'd you buy it? I think that's what he said, right? Huh? Well, yeah, and yeah, it's like <laughs> we never see any pictures of anything. I like told you, I sent you a picture of that deer. No, you send these, you send these pictures of these deer that you shoot, and you're they're always like distorted, weird pictures, and you need to take time with other people in them (laughs) a big a big part of my education process when i would take youth hunting is showing them how to set up for photographs and i think it's a big part of of hunting especially you know nowadays and and remembering that hunt is setting up a photograph so you have a picture of the hunt and it yeah, remembers but, the animal. but you it, want him to be holding a copy of the new york times <laughs> where you can see the date yeah. next to his deer when you're talking to and a quarter when you're or talking something to beef to get the size of it yeah <laughs> you know like hold up a quarter or something verified that, yeah like a bullet but with kids when we take kids man i do that all we set it up just like you showed me where you uh, put a rock under it or kind of, you know, work it and put the tongue back in and, you know, get the majority Minimal of blood. the blood off and take a good picture with a kid on it. That's a big deal. Maybe I'm well, just... You are a kid, so you need to take better pictures of your harvest. I think it's... I think it. you owe it to that animal. Next year. Next year, I'm going to do that just for you, Cody. There's no better way to ensure a successful farm or ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. From handling equipment, ranching equipment, to fencing, feeders, rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you the top quality of products available on the farm and ranch market today at farmranchstore.com. Our suppliers' products come from the leading suppliers such as Prefert, Powder River, WW Manufacturing, all of whom are trusted names in the industry. They got the Boar Buster hog traps too. Boy, I'll tell you what, if you don't have the right gear for that piece of property, it's going to be quick before you need to replace it again or 
have to go out there and, and work on it or deal with a, uh, a low quality piece of equipment, a low quality piece of gate or fencing. You just need to get the right stuff, get the good stuff. Whether you got one acre or a thousand acres, you need to be shopping at farmranchstore.com. Farmranchstore.com, well, that's where the landowner goes to get the work done. All right, we got a whole nother hour with some of your favorite heater report, armed citizens report, all that more. You get it only one place. It is the outdoor zone. We will talk a little Yellowstone on the flip side. You get it only one place. It's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse. 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com.